KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. One of the more interesting things that came to light during the pandemic from a public health standpoint was the ability to monitor wastewater for the level of COVID virus that was in any given community. Now, this has fascinated me since I learned about it, so I wanted to learn more about how exactly it works. It doesn't identify them. It's anonymous and it's a a community sample that's collected as a whole and giving us information about, you know, what is happening with the collective. That is Dr. Marlene Wolf. She is an assistant professor in the School of Public Health at Emory University down in Georgia. She is also program director of Wastewater Scan. That's a nationwide program working with wastewater treatment plants to scan for various viruses and diseases. I'm Matt Leon, and today on KYW News Radio In Depth, we talk with Dr. Wolf about using wastewater to track infectious disease, how the technology is used now, and where it could help strengthen public health going forward. To start, I am fascinated with this idea of scanning wastewater to get infectious disease info. And this is something I had not heard anything about, obviously, until the COVID-19 pandemic began. For people who aren't familiar, who maybe just have kind of heard these stories in the news, how does this work? Yeah, so as as an environmental microbiologist, it's always been my bread and butter to look for these viruses in poop, like you say. Um, But it is something that was pretty new to most people and has really grown very rapidly as a tool that we can use for public health in the United States since the beginning of the COVID pandemic, but now for many, many things beyond just COVID. So the way that it works is we take a sample of wastewater from communities and we take that sample at the point where it's entering a treatment plant. So that means that it has come from all individual households and it gets collected into bigger and bigger pipes until it gets to that treatment plant where they'll take care of it, you know, to keep the community safe. And so it's a mixture of of everything in the community. And that's, you know, anything from tens of thousands to people up to millions of people who have gone to the bathroom, who have brushed their teeth and who have therefore uh, actually sent little pieces of whatever viruses they may be infected with down the drain as well. So we take that sample, it gets sent to our lab um, by the, the people at the treatment plants who are, are you know, helping us by collecting these samples every day. And we test for those different infectious diseases. We have 12 different infectious diseases that our program is testing for right now. And by measuring how much of those markers of the disease we see in wastewater, we can speak to whether that disease is present in the community and also kind of how much relative to uh, the past and then into the future. How recent was this technology kind of developed like, you, you know, we talked about everybody started paying attention during COVID, but how far back does this go that, that this has been utilized? The idea of looking at, at sewage and making measurements from sewage to understand whether people in the community are sick goes back decades, but it has been mostly used in the past for things that are gastrointestinal diseases. So if it's infecting your, your stomach, if your, if your symptoms are vomiting and diarrhea, right, then it's a a pretty easy leap to think that that, you know, is probably going to show up in wastewater. 
one of the things that really kind of cracked everything open during the pandemic was that we realized that the SARS-CoV-2 virus that causes COVID was actually shed in feces. So a lot of people who were sick, that, that virus was present in their feces. And so therefore, it's pretty clearly going to end up in wastewater, right? And as we started to dig further and further, we realized that there are so many viruses, there are so many, you know, other types of infectious diseases as well, that are going to show up in the wastewater, because it's not just your toilet. It's also when you brush your teeth and you spit down the drain. It's also when you take a shower. So we find that we are able to make measurements of many respiratory diseases, not just COVID, but also flu and RSV, obviously some important gastrointestinal diseases like norovirus, which is the most common cause of foodborne illness in the U.S., and then other things like MPOX, which is, you know, most well known for scabs and blisters. We're also able to detect MPOX in wastewater and all of these things in ways that are the measurements we make are related to the number of people who are sick in the community. So it's quite new that we are able to really detect so many different things. But the idea of doing this goes back quite a long, long time. And this is very useful because this is can be utilized as kind of a harbinger because a lot of times people aren't showing symptoms, but they're shedding various viruses. So this can kind of give a heads up of what you have to pay attention to now. Absolutely. When we're testing the wastewater, we're getting a sample of, of everybody, right? Everybody who's gone about their normal daily activities and is connected to the sewer. And so we're not relying on people having access to a doctor, having access to a test feeling sick enough that they need to go to the doctor. I really like to think of the example of RSV, which is very commonly just uh, pretty mild in healthy adults. It's unpleasant, but it's a lot like the common cold. But it can be very serious, especially for small babies and for people who are elderly or immunocompromised. And so most healthy adults with RSV aren't necessarily going to go to a doctor or be tested. Same with COVID, you know, people can have COVID and be asymptomatic and not even be aware that they're sick because they're not experiencing any symptoms. So those people aren't probably going to be counted by many of the surveillance systems that we have for infectious disease that rely on individuals being identified as being sick. But the approach with wastewater is helpful because it captures those people as well. It doesn't identify them. It's anonymous and it's a, a community sample that's collected as a whole and giving us information about, you know, what is happening with the collective. But um, it gives us that information that includes people who aren't necessarily going to be included in those other sources of information, which are very important and commonly used as well. Do we have information of how accurate, like you see a, a spike in a virus in a community and there is an outbreak of that virus? Like, do you know how much the wastewater results track with what eventually you see? Yeah, we spend a lot of our time doing research, not only to make sure that our process is really good, that we can detect even very low levels of these viruses in wastewater and that we have 
kind of the technology working well, but we also spend a lot of time working with public health and looking at comparisons to these other sources of data to make sure that we can describe what is the relationship between the measurements that we see in wastewater and then these other sources of information about disease in the community. So we look for times and places where we have really, really good information about people who are sick. So sometimes that's an outbreak investigation where there's actually testing that's done even of people who are not you know, experiencing symptoms or sick. Uh, during the public health emergency for COVID, when we had much, much more complete data collection and more information about really how many individuals were sick, we were really trying to count every single case, um, you know, that enabled us to do a lot of really close comparison between the data we were getting from wastewater and that very complete information on cases in communities. So we look for these opportunities where we have really, really good information on cases to show whether or not there is a relationship where we can very reliably say you know, when the wastewater signal is going up, we're confident that means that the disease, you know, the number of people who are sick in the community, that number is also increasing. And for us as as academics, um, actually leading this program, we do really careful research to make sure that before we put something into the program, there's a lot of evidence to show that that information is going to be really useful and is going to be meaningful when it comes to understanding disease in the community. We need to take a break. We will have more with Dr. Marlene Wolf right after this. This is KYW News Radio in depth. And we are back on KYW News Radio in depth, continuing our conversation about wastewater surveillance with Dr. Marlene Wolf. How many different places are being tested constantly? Are, is it just certain areas? Are there a lot of areas, but it's different people doing the analyzing? Like how robust is this in the U.S.? It's very exciting that we have a very robust you know, set of different groups of people who are doing this work right now. So our program, the Wastewater Scan Program, we have 186 sites in 36 states around the country. And then we also have other programs that are monitoring wastewater. So the CDC has a national wastewater surveillance system. And so they support state programs and then they also monitor around the country. We share our data with CDC as well as putting it publicly on our dashboard so that anyone can access it. So we work to make sure that they have all the information that we are producing and they also support programs in states that are producing a lot of information from wastewater as well. So right now we have a really amazing network of people around the country who are doing this work from treatment plant operators who are taking samples and sending them in to you know, our laboratory for wastewater scan, state public health laboratories are often producing this kind of data, and then public health leaders at the local and state and national level who are using this information as part of their jobs. So it's really amazing to see how much this information is being used. And our goal is to make sure that we're able to sustain that, that these programs can continue into the future, and that we're not just sustaining, but expanding. In particular, for Wastewater Scan, our goal has been to expand and show 
what diseases can be meaningfully monitored through wastewater. And it's pretty amazing how many things we actually can monitor and get really valuable information from wastewater. So we want to show that, continue to build the evidence base to make it as useful as possible, and hope that these programs will continue to be able to monitor for many things far into the future. Yeah, that was kind of my next question. What are the next couple steps? Like, what are things you feel like that could be added to this as far as what you're looking for and how robust could this get? Like, what are the next five years look like for not just your program, but this concept in, in whole? We have so many new diseases that we're monitoring right now in wastewater. Not not new diseases necessarily, but new to being monitored in wastewater. And so that's where we're really focusing right now is not just on COVID. That's really important for us to continue to generate that information on COVID, particularly now that we are after the end of the public health emergency. We're not having every single case counted. Wastewater is really kind of the remaining source of information about community disease. We, of course, still have information on hospitalizations. That's really important, but we don't have individual testing anymore. So the wastewater is a best source of information in many ways about what the community levels of COVID are. So we really want to sustain that. But we have seen incredibly valuable information on influenza and RSV, for example, coming from our program. We monitored for both of those diseases, influenza and RSV, along with COVID, all last winter. And we were able to see the kind of the triple demic that was often talked about last year of those three respiratory viruses all circulating at the same time. We were able to see that in many communities in the wastewater signal. And so we are continuing to work with our partners to share this data and to work together to look at how it can be used in real time to inform what leaders and you know officials may do and how it can inform their work, but also to create more tools to share it directly with the public. All of the data is available on our website as, as soon as it's generated. And so sharing that with the public so that an individual can go and see RSV is really high right now. And I have a premature baby, for example, you know, if that's your situation, then that's important and very helpful to understand as a member of the public. So that's really a lot of our focus right now is to share this information on these diseases beyond COVID and to support leaders and the general public to interpret and use that information and integrate it alongside the other normal sources of information that we use to make these decisions in our jobs and in our lives. I don't want to be too over the top, but this really genuinely, as someone who has talked to a lot of people about public health and the struggles and stuff like this, this seems like almost a genuine silver bullet in public health that can really help a lot of people. But while I did hear a lot about it during COVID, this does not seem to get the widespread attention. And frankly, is that because you're dealing with poop and a lot of people 
struggle to take. I'm, and I'm not, I don't say that tongue in cheek. Like the fact of what you're dealing with, a lot of people just, not even that they don't buy in, but they just don't want to talk about it. So this genuinely, really incredible concept isn't getting the mainstream attention it should. I don't blame people if they don't want to think about sewage quite as much as I do. I think that that's very understandable. And, and so, yeah, it's a topic that maybe requires a strong stomach, but you know, we don't have to focus on the content of the sample. You know, we like to focus on kind of the gold that we're mining from that sample and focus on the way that this is information that is anonymous. It's passive. People don't have to do anything, change their behavior, change their lives in order for us to be able to get this information. And so I think that that piece of it is very exciting. And in my experience, people do like to hear about it, even if they don't really want to talk about the sewer all that much. I do think that there has been so much interest during COVID, but we are seeing incredible continuation of that interest and excitement. You know, CDC is putting a lot of resources and effort into the National Wastewater Surveillance System. You know, we have a national program for wastewater surveillance in the United States, which is incredible. And it is amazing to see that and that it is continuing and that there are so many locations all across the country that are treatment sites that are sending in samples and that are state and local public health who are generating that data and using that information. So I think that the future of this field, it's really important that we are able to use information and, and generate information on many disease targets because that's the amazing thing here is that we can take one sample. I mean, for our program, we have one sample that we are measuring 12 different diseases that we're getting information on from one sample. That's really incredible. And that is a huge value. It is something that is different and complementary to our other sources of information about infectious disease. And we have seen really wonderful investment by communities and by the CDC in this work. And so I feel very optimistic that with all of the great work that people have done in this field, it's going to be something that we're able to provide to communities for a long time. And I think you mentioned the data is public. If people want to just check it out, see what this is all about, kind of really dig into it, where can they go? Yeah, so our website is wastewaterscan.org. All of our data is on our dashboard as soon as it comes out hot off the press from the lab, and that's at data.wastewaterscan.org. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.